All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. So guys, altplayground.net. We talked last week about how the merger with Love Voodoo and Swingers Underground brought over over half a million new profiles, which means so many new sexy people to connect with. It's been so fun to log in this week and see all of the people that are currently online. It's just, it's like a game. I'm like, oh, it's so fun to see so many new people there. I personally think the best thing about Alt Playground though is the fact that they are truly dedicated to the lifestyle space. You can see this in the fact that they sponsor things like sex positive conferences going on. They partner with clubs and event promoters. And of course, us podcast partners, they truly believe in us and provide a space for us in the podcast corner to share our content. And they just really care about moving this space forward and being positive contributors to it, which I think is really cool. I love personally paying for and being involved in businesses that give a shit. And Alt Playground truly does. So if you want to be a part of that positive momentum, head on over to altplayground.net today, sign up for yourself and come say hey in our community. We also want to say a very big thank you to Luxury Lifestyle Charters a one-of-a-kind lifestyle experience aboard a 100-foot luxury yacht. You can private charter with up to seven people to the Bahamas or the Florida Keys and really tailor the experience to your personal interests. You want a jet ski? You want a snorkel? You want to sunbathe naked on a deck? You can do all of those things and so much more. So head on over to LuxuryLifestyleCharters.com today. Check out the details for yourself. And if you end up booking, tell them FPS sent you for a free case of champagne pain on your charter. So this week has been interesting. I think should we start at single guy tip of the week? Yeah, I'm not even sure how to begin single guy tip of the week <laughs> this week because it is the worst experience with a single guy you have had to date. Yes. Now, I will say this. If you are one of our Patreon members, you heard this on this week's bonus episode. Once again, another reason to jump on our Patreon community because we talk about these things real time and our Patreon members heard about it like the day after it happened. So it was, you know, maybe a little more raw and uh, emotional at that time. Now I've had a chance to be a little bit more critical and logical about it. And I think that's good because now we can share it from a place of constructive criticism can we though because it was really fucking terrible (laughs) and that is the way i'm going to describe it okay so you from an emotional perspective were outside of yourself when this happened yeah i was bawling my eyes out so let me let's paint a picture so i think to begin with the tip really is in my opinion there are some things that you should not have a conversation about the first time you meet someone yes if you feel that there are certain topics you are so passionate about that you have to relay them to somebody that you're meeting, you should probably do it digitally before ever having met them. Right. Save yourself and that person a lot of drama if you are deeply passionate about something that is potentially controversial, judgy, (laughs) completely fucking judgmental. And so, you know, you can make that determination before you ever meet and waste that person's time. 
uh, and be sure that there's some compatibility. Right. Right. That's the, probably the the softest way that I can possibly say that. Sure. Because what I want to say is just don't be a fucking asshole. <laughs> and that's essentially what happened in this experience. So basically, I was talking to this guy about the possibility of key holding for him. He is interested in finding someone to lock him up and to also play with him in terms of sissification. Like he's really into the idea of wearing panties and wearing makeup. And that's not necessarily my kink, but I was interested to learn more from him and kind of understand where that all was coming from and and just you know, open my eyes to a, a different kink possibly because I'm always open to things. Yeah, but this is also someone who on the surface anyway, because let's say this, you met him, digitally met him on our BDSM profile on right. that's on our site. So this is a guy who seemingly, obviously, is sex positive. <laughs> he is someone who's into sissification. He's into pegging. He's into cross-dressing. He's got a lot of interesting kinks. He is also by trade a musician. Right. And so, you know, again, surface level, this is a guy who is progressive and non-judgmental and completely open to a lot of independent thought. Right. Pretty, pretty fucking cut and dry, right? Right. Not so much, apparently, <laughs> as it turns out, that is not necessarily the fucking case. Yeah, so we went and had a drink together, and I won't go through all of it because, I mean, it, looking back on it, it was an hour of very judgmental discussion on his side and i'm one of those people especially right now geez i'm open to everything everything that comes my way i'm like oh that's that's interesting let's think about that you know so to meet someone who's so the polar opposite of that was jarring i also think that he was bringing up topics almost to get a shock value out of me so for example the one that really sticks in my head and i know that this is a very kind of personal thing because i have an only fans you know but he brings up the fact that he was dating someone with an only fans and he would never do that again because he just feels like women who do that are money hungry and they're man eaters and they're whores and yeah, not in a good way no like dirty whores right. <laughs> which is also good in my book but you know what i'm saying he, yeah for he, sure he was saying it in a very negative connotation and of course i was fucking hurt by that well you also you also felt like okay so you're gonna come at me with you don't you're not an OnlyFans fan obviously he doesn't know at this point that you have an OnlyFans, right so you very thoughtfully asked him well so do you not watch porn <laughs> are you not a, you're not into porn? To which, of course, he replied, of course I watch porn. And then that conversation uh, uh, took its obvious course. I said, oh, so you're a total hypocrite then because you are on the demand side of the equation, but you're not okay with the supply side. Do you see how hypocritical that is? And of course he couldn't because this is a guy who is very closed in. He has lived in this little bubble his entire life, this cis male <laughs> bubble his entire life, and he has no idea what it feels like to be outside of that bubble. And I just... You know, it, it's it's strange because if those things hadn't been brought up, there were other topics too, but if those controversial topics had not been brought up by him, this could have been something. Well, it was obvious that from the way you described it to me that this was not going to be anything for no other reason because he was so closed off. For a guy into sissification and to caging and to pegging and to cross-dressing and all of these different, different kinks, 
again, let's say this. He met you for a drink. First of all, he met you. He requested that you meet him in the shittiest fucking bar in our town. And I told you when you told me it's where not you the were. the shittiest bar. Okay, it's the second shittiest bar in town. <laughs> and I told you when he said, when you said to me that this is where he wanted to meet, I was already skeptical of this guy's intentions. Because what that told me was he has terrible fucking taste in food and drink, number one, which I'm offended by. And secondly, <laughs> it seemed to me like he wanted to go someplace where there would be very few eyes on. And as you described it, you guys are sitting at a table, nobody around you, and he's whispering to you all the different types of things he's into, almost like he's afraid that anyone's going to hear. So he's not completely comfortable with himself no. at this point. No. He also made some, you know, terrible homophobic remarks, which I find bizarre, given, you know, some I of the kinks he's I think that's what really into. sent me over the edge. The OnlyFans thing was, like, offensive, but it was the homophobic remarks that made me go, okay, you're you're not a good person, right. and I can't possibly get naked with someone that I think is a horrible person. I right. just can't do it. Well, and again, we'll cut this short because we could go on forever. The antithesis of this for me was when you called me about an hour and 20 minutes after you left to meet him. Of course, it's an hour. I'm thinking everything's okay. You're 20 minutes away from where where we live. So I thought, okay, this must be going well. You call me. I assume you're telling me you're on your way home because you're only meeting for a drink. It was a first meet and greet. And you are bawling on the phone. Mm -hmm. So as soon as I hear you crying, I immediately jump up. I start putting my shoes on because I figure I've got to drive 20 minutes <laughs> to go figure out what the fuck is going on. Yeah. To which, of course, I find out you're almost halfway home already. But you were you were so upset by the, the interaction with this guy because of his his belief system and how there was a lack of thoughtfulness in the conversation and his homophobia and just all of these things that you were visible, you were physically upset. Yeah. Which really fucked me off. Obviously yeah. I wanted to go back and meet him. Of course you wouldn't let me do that. So bottom line is if you're someone who has these really egregious kind of habits and, and thoughts, Either you need to share that shit up front before you ever waste anyone's time trying to meet them, or how about maybe don't be an asshole. Don't be that way probably is the best thing to do. Yeah. But certainly, you don't want to lay that out at the first the first time you meet someone face-to-face. -face. That is so fucking jarring. Yeah, I think, honestly, yes, so single guy tip of the week, don't present those things on a first sit-down. Like, that's a, a terrible time to be doing that. But I think a far bigger lesson and something that people need to think about before they get into the sex positive community is don't be a hypocrite. Like if you are trying to get into this space because you're having these kinky thoughts and ideas, be open to the fact that other people get to be however they want as well. I mean, that's the whole point of the sex positive community is that you get to be your true self and you shouldn't be judged for it. Yeah, it's really unfortunate because the, the thing I thought about that I didn't mention to you because it struck me probably the day after this whole thing happened when it unraveled, after we did our bonus episode. This is now the second time in our experience, Not this is not a, this is not a general statement, in our experience, in our area, from the kink community, the BDSM community, this is now the second time that either myself or you or both of us have been met with really egregious judgment. The first time was at a munch when we were shunned because we were swingers, quote unquote. Of course, everyone reached out to us behind the scenes, not to let their friends know they were trying to reach out to the dirty swingers. In a, in a room, by the way, where it was supposed to be judgment-free, the very first thing that the moderator says is, this is a judgment-free room. That was the end of our experience with the munches. We never went back because of how we were treated. Now there's this guy. Also, from the same site that we met those people, 
in our area, same concept. Fucking judgy, super uptight, just really bound up, stuck in his fucking archaic way of thinking. And if you didn't, if your thoughts don't align with his, then it's the attack, right? They go right into attack mode. And that's really, I mean, it's, it's gotten to the point where that community, the, the kink community, BSM slash BDSM community in our area has really just fucking turned me off. I'm really fucking put off by it. I don't understand it. I've never experienced anything like it. Yeah, but for every guy like him, I've met a guy like Clint or Dean or for those sure. people yeah. we all met on that site as well. For sure. I just think that there are far too fucking many guys like this asshole in this area, in this space, and I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't either. It doesn't make any sense to me. Sex positive doesn't mean you just get to do what you want to do and fuck everyone else. That's well, not what it means. That guy's not sex positive. Exactly. He's but fucking he selfish. he is. If you asked him, he's he would not. say he is. He's not. He's, he is selfish and a complete shitbag. Yeah. And unfortunately, there are a lot of those fucking people in our area, particularly on that site. It's really a turnoff. I don't understand it. Don't know where they come from. You know, it blows me away. So... That single guy tip of the week. Don't be a fucking asshole. Don't have these bizarre caveman-like fucking behaviors. And certainly don't voice them the first time you meet a hot wife, single person, fucking anybody. Right. You know, just don't fucking do that. If that's how you feel about something, the onus of fucking responsibility is on you to lay that out first. Give people or, an opportunity. Or, you know, get the fuck over your hangups. Or, yeah, or just don't be an asshole. But if you are an asshole, uh, as, a note, <laughs> as a side note, you need to lay that shit out digitally first and save everybody a lot of fucking time. Agreed. I mean, that's just all there is to it. On a, on a side note and on a much more positive note, like I've said in previous times when things don't go the way that I want them to, I learned something. For sure. Which is that I can't let people like this have control over me. I can't react emotionally. I'm a very emotional person, but I'm really honestly going to work on thinking more logically in these situations. Yeah, I was upset that he made you that upset. I mean, you were crying for 30 minutes at home. I was pissed. It, I wasn't even sad. I was pissed. And when I'm pissed, I cry. That's yeah, what I do. It was really, I did, you know, the idea that you allowed him that much oxygen bothered me. Yeah, me too. And I was so fucking tempted to drive back there in the hopes that he was still at that fucking shithole. Yeah, I know. And that's the other problem is when I get emotional, you get angry. Yeah. And then it's just this horrible spiral. Well, so. when you're emotional because of someone like that or a situation like that, it bothers me that someone could get to you that way. Yeah. And it's, it was completely unacceptable and completely fucking avoidable. So, unfortunately, Unfortunately, that happened. Lesson learned. And now you know what to look for. There are some more signals that, you know, some more red flags we need to kind of be cognizant of going forward. Yeah. Well, so. that's the point. There were no red flags. There were zero red flags whatsoever. I don't take responsibility Which is a red that. flag. It was, too fu- <laughs> it was too fucking easy. That's true. It all seemed too perfect. Yeah, it was too easy. Red flag. <laughs> yeah, this is going too well. How do you fucking say that? Like, hey, everything seems to be going so well. So I need to ask, are you a homophobe? <laughs> yeah. Like, do you have a problem with o- folks with OnlyFans? Are you someone who watches porn but doesn't believe that someone should support Supply porn? Like, are where? you overly judgmental about shit you shouldn't be? Like, I don't even know how to vet people for that kind of shit. I, well, maybe a conversation. I, I, listen, I don't know that this would necessarily have uncovered any, every, anything because there was a lot more to this conversation we don't need to talk about in terms of what he was all fucking uptight about. But maybe a conversation would have been like, so are you comfortable enough with your sexuality and with your kinks to talk openly about it? Or are you so fucking closed up that this is all behind the scenes? And, you know, maybe that was a conversation to some degree. Yeah. I don't know. Because it's obviously, seemingly, digitally, he was 100% on board. You guys got to this dark, seedy shithole, and he's still whispering in the corner about what it is that he's into, which tells you that he's, he's not completely comfortable with himself yet. Yeah. And frankly... 
we're not at a point where we can fuck with those people. Oh, no. Fuck no. I'm so proud of where I'm at with my journey. Yeah, me too. I want to stand up on the table and be like, hey, everyone. Me too. This is who I am. So, yeah, you know, the corner whispering was such a fucking turnoff. But yeah. that was the least of the worry. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. It, you know, that is behind us. Like I said, I've learned a very good lesson from it. And I hope that, you know, this conversation also gets especially single guys, but really anyone in the sex positive world to think about their personal hangups on shit. Like you have some work to do if you have the those things running through your head. Yeah, and, and truly, before you reach out in the in the method by, that he did in terms of reaching out to you and kind of trying to put together some sort of a physical, you know, relationship, you really need to get your hands around it. You need to understand it first. Right. You know, you can't expect other people to make that happen for you. Yeah. You know, and this was just a terrible fucking situation. The worst single guy interaction thus far, by, by far, by far, by a fucking mile. <laughs> And that's saying something because there's yeah. been some train wrecks. This was the train wreckiest of the train wrecks. Yeah, this is a this was a double track train wreck. This <laughs> thing was all fucked up, <laughs> fucked up sideways, top to bottom. Yeah, yeah, total mess. So on a positive note, what really made this worse was the fact that you had an amazing interaction with Dean. Yes, that you also met on the same fucking platform. Yes, which is crazy to me. Yeah. You know, crazy to me. That's what we're going to talk about today because you've got to fulfill a fantasy as well. Yes, I did. I was so excited about this whole thing. So yeah, Dean works from home. And so I will say he was not on business hours. Not that anyone knows who Dean is, but just in case anything ever comes out, he was not actually working, but he was at his home office and his home office is almost kind of separate from his house, which he's told me before. And we talked about how hot it would be to play in his office as if we're at a real office. Right. Well, because the other thing about this, before you go too far, I was really comfortable and happy with the idea that you were going to meet him at his place because we should say this is a person who is coupled. He is married. Yes. His partner is completely aware that he is playing separately. Yes. They have an open relationship. And while we knew that, you know, there's always the thought in the back of your mind, ah, is it really that way? Is that really the case? Because we hadn't met, you hadn't met the wife, his no, partner. I have not. So... You know, you're always a little unsure. But when he invited you to his home, you parked in his driveway, you played at his home. Yeah, the fact that he told me to park in his driveway told me everything. Because, right. and then when I got to his house, there were multiple areas he could have told me to park that weren't his driveway if he was concerned about anything. So I felt really good about that. Right, which is just great. Perfect, like, kind of situation. I felt good about that. Yeah. So anyway, he tells me that I should come over and play in his office because I have this office fantasy. You and I have talked about this many yes. times. I have a fantasy of, especially in my office, but granted, it's it's not really, <laughs> it's not conducive. Neither your office or my office are conducive to that. Yeah, especially not yours. Yours is like out in the middle of the yeah. open. <laughs> There's, yeah, that's not going to work at all. But I, yours has got, your it's like windows on all sides. It is not going to be a thing. And you're in the middle of a gigantic building. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. yeah but I work. do. I have this fantasy of like being bent over and fucked in my office. So I told him this weeks ago and on, I think it was Thursday, right? Yes. Thursday, he says, so are you ready to make a fantasy come true? And I said, oh my gosh, yes. And granted, I've told him about like 20 fantasies. Sure. So it could have been anything. So I didn't know what it was, but he told me that I should get myself together and come to his place and park in the driveway. And when he told me where to go, it instantly clicked that this was the office thing sure because he has a front door but he also has a side entrance to his office right so he told me to park 
park in the driveway, walk around the side of the house and go in through the side entrance. It clicked. He's going to help me fulfill this this office fantasy that I've right. had. And I was so fucking excited. So I come home from work. I get myself so freaking put together. I lotion my whole body up. I put this. I thought this was a nice little poetic addition to the situation. Do you remember the first time I was with him? I wore my black corset. Yes, right? that he my, asked you to wear the second time. And I didn't. Right. I did not wear it the second time. But I decided to wear it this time because I felt like he would like that. Sure, he liked it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And I should say, I didn't know anything about this at all. All I knew was that you were going to meet him. I didn't know anything about the fantasy layout. I still don't know the details. We have not talked details yet, even though we have had reclamation sex fucking super hot. But we have not had a conversation about the details yet. So I don't know all of this. Okay. So I get in my black corset and I put a shirt and pants over it. And I park in his, I go to his house, park in his driveway. I walk around the side and he's sitting at his desk and he's looking so fucking sexy. He has this cream colored sweater thing on. You know how I have a thing for guys that look like they're dressed up like professors? Yeah, like when I put my cardigan on. Yeah. yeah. So he has like the cream colored quarter zip sweater thing going on and some like gray slacks and he's wearing glasses and he has a book open in front of him and I'm like fuck he looks like a sexy professor and I was instantly turned on by the whole thing I was also turned on because he has this big beautiful like what's it the red like mahogany yeah is that the, yeah. like red dark red could be yeah. okay it looked like a big mahogany desk and it was very it felt very much like we were in a legitimate office as if i was going to someone's you know law firm or something like that you know so right. i was instantly turned on by the whole thing so i walk i knock on the door he motions me in i come in and he tells me that I look cute. I said, thank you. And he said, I thought that you would like this scenario. And I said, I very much like this scenario. And he said, good, then maybe you should come get on your knees. <laughs> well, that escalated quickly. Very quickly. Immediately we went to business. Okay. Nice. So I walk over to him. He's sitting in a chair and there is space under the desk. So I kind of half scoop myself under the desk, unbutton his pants and take out his cock. And the whole time he has this look on his face of like hunger, which was sexy to me because like I said, he's dressed very professionally right. and it was this weird contrast between professional setting and super fucking slutty and naughty. <laughs> yeah. Which makes perfect sense for you. And I think that's why this fantasy is so hot to me because it feels taboo. Like the two shouldn't go together. But yeah, totally. the fact that they're both happening in the same scene is really fucking hot. Yeah. So anyway, I undo his pants. His cock is out. He has a super sexy look on his face. And I decide I'm going to tease him a little bit. So I start just like barely licking the tip of his cock. And then I kind of go down and just flick my tongue on his balls a couple of times. And he goes, you realize that's not going to do it, right? <laughs> I'm like, just give me a second. I'm just getting you warmed up. And he's like, I don't think you need a warm up. <laughs> so we just had this kind of like silly banter back and forth as I'm teasing his cock. And then eventually, you know, I go to sucking it and deep throating it. And this was really hot. He grabs my face on each side and starts face fucking me and pushing his hips up into me so his hips are literally coming up off the chair to fuck my face and i fucking love that you know how i love that. i do <laughs> we should say that your voice is a little raspy today because this is not the last time that that happened this week yeah just saying i was a little naughty yesterday too yeah so we'll talk and about last night 
we'll talk about that soon. But yeah, so Dean is is face fucking me and I can always tell when I'm in the right mental headspace, when I have like the slobber going, like the spit is on my chin and on my neck and I don't care. I'm not brushing it away. Well, you're still dressed, right? You're not down to lingerie yet. I'm still completely dressed and he's still dressed. Like everything is still on, but I'm still drooling all over and, you know, choking on his cock and it was really, really sexy. And so then he pulls me away from his cock. And he tells me that I should dress down, that I have too many clothes on. So I start kind of peeling things off. And I, when I took my shirt off and he noticed that I had the corset on, he immediately lighted up. He was like, thank you. That is exactly what you should have worn last time. <laughs> well, you, he knows you didn't wear it on purpose because you're a brat. And that's what happens. Yeah, but he really liked that I did this time. I could tell just by the look on his face. It was like, not only was he pleased with me, which always kind of turns me on too. I'm a, it's interesting because I'm a brat and I like to push buttons, but I'm also a pleaser sexually. Right. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Yeah, Uh, I know that. Is it a good combo or is it? Yeah, because it's, it's kind of like an underlying thing. Like as much of a brat as you can be, it's obvious that you want to please more than, you know, anything else. I want to please more than I want to be a brat. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I'm glad it comes across that way. I'm not sure that's the truth, but it <laughs> comes across that way. <laughs> that's good. But yeah, I did. I like that he was pleased with me and that really kind of turned me on. And so then anyway, I take my pants off and he tells me to turn around. So I'm now I have all I have is the corset, right? I wasn't wearing any panties. So my pants are off, my shirt's off, my corset is on. I am turned around facing away from him. So he is still sitting in the chair and he's looking at my ass. And he starts just very sensually touching on my ass and kind of grabbing on my hips a little bit, which I really, really liked. And, you know, he's remarking on how juicy my ass is. It is juicy. (laughs) And then he tells me that I should bend over. So I'm bent over. My hands are on my knees and my ass is straight up in his face. And he starts eating my ass. Well, because you're naughty and that makes perfect sense. (laughs) So he is like spreading me apart, eating my ass. So you're not wearing a plug, obviously. No, no, no. And, and then he starts spanking my ass hard at, in between like licks, which was very sexy to me. And by this point, I am dripping wet. I can feel it. It is literally dripping onto my legs. I'm so wet. And <laughs> this look on your face right now. I'm just listening. I haven't heard this yet. <laughs> you seem very enticed by this. I am. Okay, good. So anyway... <laughs> From there, he stands up and takes his clothes off behind me. So I'm still facing away from him. I can't see what he's doing, but I can hear him um, undressing. And this was really sexy because I can't see him. I don't know exactly what's going to happen next. And the next thing I feel is him pressed up against me. So his entire back and cock and everything are pressed up against the back of my body. Mm -hmm. And he's like hot. It feels hot. I'm feeling this constant warmth coming from him which i i took to mean that he was really turned on by the whole thing yeah i'm sure yeah at that point i'm sure he was like he's got the blood pumping and he's just warm because we really haven't done much at that point he spanked me a few times right but he was just exuding this warmth from behind me and that was really fucking hot and i can feel his cock is just like rock hard behind me and he's reaching around and grabbing onto my tits grabbing onto my nipples pinching them in between his fingers he leans down and starts kissing on my neck which once again is difficult because he's tall and he's licking my ear and he kisses that spot that i love i have this little spot right behind my ear i'm aware 
<laughs> I'm telling our listeners, <laughs> when, when anyone kisses or touches that or anything, it sends shivers down my entire body. So he's kissing right there and he can tell that I like it. And one of the things I love so much about playing with Dean is he is the best at picking up cues, even just a breath or something. He like latches onto that cue. So I must have taken a gasp of Aaron, I think. And that was when he was kissing right there. So he focuses all of his attention on that spot. Sure. At the same time that he's grabbing onto my tits and pinching my nipples. And oh my God, it was so fucking good. So then he says, I think I need to fuck you. And I said, I think you need to fuck me too. (laughs) So he is, he reaches around and starts fingering me at the same time that he's figuring out a condom, which I think he had the condom already undone. That's the only way I can think of that he did it with one hand. Like it was either already open or it was already out. He already had this planned. So he's putting a condom on at the same time that he's fingering me, which is very sexy. And then, of course, there has to be one fucking awkward moment in every situation, right? So, Well, with you, for sure. I'm fucking short, in case you guys don't remember this. I'm barely five feet tall. Right. And he leans me over the desk. He kind of cleared off a little bit of a spot and leaned me over the desk and is trying to fuck me from behind. He's over a foot taller than me. And the desk is not an appropriate height for this situation. (laughs) I'm sure. So he's trying to fuck me, but he's having to crouch down so much and get almost like up underneath me. It just wasn't fucking happening. Yeah. So that would have been really hot. That was definitely my fantasy was to be like thrown over a desk and fucked. You need to stand on like a... a telephone book or something yeah but the desk also wasn't the right height for that like the the desk was the perfect height for me to lean over it right and get fucked but it was way too short for him to fuck me over it even with the phone books or standing on anything it just wouldn't have worked so i mean that was kind of like a it's always a reminder that the fantasy and like the porn version of what's going to happen and reality are two very different things but you know we didn't let that stop us i'm sure you didn't (laughs) So instead, and this was also kind of sexy because one of the things, again, that I like about playing with Dean is that he gets very carnal. Like you can tell he's hungry for me and he wants me really, really badly. So when it wasn't working out, he literally just kind of picks me up and places me on the ground next to the desk, gets behind me and starts fucking me from behind. So you're on the, you're actually on the floor. I'm on the floor. I'm on all fours on the floor right next to the desk. And he just gets behind me and starts fucking taking me. And that was super sexy. And he's digging his fingers into me. He has a thumb like going on each of my ass cheeks, but he's digging in as hard as he can. Right. And almost like he's using that as his leverage to just fucking pound me from behind. And oh, fuck, I loved that. It was very, very sexy. So he fucks me like that for quite a while. And then I tell him that I want to ride his cock. So he says, okay. So I, he lays down. I get on top of him. I'm doing the booty bounce thing. You're still on the floor. We're completely on the floor. This entire thing took place on the floor, which okay. is also kind of sexy when you think about it. Yeah. Because like we just didn't give a fuck. So I'm riding him on top. At one point, I put one hand on like each of his pecs mm. and I'm bouncing myself off of his cock as hard as I possibly can. And I the whole time I'm coming over and over again. And at one point, he kind of had me slow down because he didn't want to come yet. And he was, I mean, his whole body was shaking and I'm sweating on him. It was hot in his office. He's sweating. It's just this very animalistic thing we have going on. It was very, very sexy. And then he kind of picks me up off of his cock and kind of almost places me next to him, gets on top of me and starts fucking me again that way. And he's fucking me really hard on top. And he leans down at one point and grasps me around the neck. And it wasn't a choke, although I would have liked a choke. 
because I love being choked during sex, as you well know. I certainly do, yes. But it, this wasn't what that was. It was almost like a restraining me in position. Like he was holding me down. As a control kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also because he then leaned down and started whispering horrible, amazing things in my ear, which I fucking love. But it was that idea of like he was holding me right there because he wanted me to hear every single word he was about to say to me. Well, it's, yeah, it's also a control piece. Wanted you exactly where you were and, and let, to let you know to some degree that he was actually in control. Yeah. Well, he was very much in control. So he leans down. He's still fucking me. He's fucking me hard. And he leans down and starts saying things like, you know, you are just such a little slut for coming over here and wanting to fuck in my office, don't you? And I said, yes. <laughs> he goes, good. I'm glad you know. <laughs> just, just things like that over and over again and that you know at one point he would kiss on my ear and then go back to saying something naughty and i just loved every second of that it was very very sexy. so this entire kind of experience took place on the floor the entire thing wow yeah that's very hot it was very hot as like almost like an improvisation there was nothing else around so fuck it we're just hitting the floor well yeah i mean what else are we gonna do we really can't fuck on the desk like i right. said he the whole idea was to lean me over the desk and fuck right. me that didn't work out what are we gonna do at that point just scrap the entire sexual interaction fuck no yeah i mean we're it's, gonna figure know. it out and i also loved that because we were both in that mindset we were both in the mindset of we want each other therefore logistics like a place to fuck other than the floor just don't fucking matter yeah all that shit goes out the window it's you know getting to the end result yeah you know whatever that takes yeah exactly so anyway he's fucking me he's whispering these things in my ears he's once again sweating on me which i fucking i just really really like that the other thing i liked is as he was fucking me towards the end he started kind of like slobbering a little bit almost like you know between the hard fucking and how much energy he was exerting and then leaning down and whispering things in my ear there was some like you know spit like running down his face and kind of on to me and we talked last time about how i kind of like that bodily fluid thing yeah in the moment thing, in yeah. the moment it's so fucking hot if he was slobbering on me we weren't fucking in his office it'd be weird but the <laughs> fact that we're <laughs> we're in this incredibly sexually charged time and he's slobbering on me was just oh it was fucking hot to me so anyway he is slobbering on me, sweating on me. I can tell he's getting close. He's starting to kind of do the tremble thing and his fingers start digging into me deeper and those types of things. And he goes, do you want me to come? And I said, or he said, where would you like for me to come? And I said, I want you to come in my mouth. And he immediately lights up. His eyes start glimmering a little bit and I can tell he's really excited to come in I'm my sure mouth. I'm sure he is. So he pulls out of me and he takes the condom off and at first, I am kind of sucking on his balls. Are you are you kneeling now? No, I'm on my back. He's kneeling by my head. Gotcha. So he has, yeah, kind of come around to right by my head. So my mouth is available for his cock. And I'm kind of up, propped up a little bit on my arm so that I can have access to his balls. And I'm licking them and flicking them with my tongue while he's stroking himself. He's still saying naughty things. I'm kind of saying some naughty things to him. Like I'm telling him, oh, I just want to taste your cum. I think it would taste so good. I want it in my mouth. And he's looking down on me every once in a while with just this look of pure pleasure on his face. And then we switch positions. I go to sucking his cock and he's kind of pulling and playing with his balls, which I also really like. I don't feel like I've seen a lot of guys do that during any sort of oral session. Right. 
So I like that a lot. So I'm sucking on his cock. I'm deep throating him. I'm swirling my tongue. I'm doing everything I possibly can. His legs are shaking and they're shaking so much that it's like, and it's right by my head. He's kneeling. I'm He's guessing. kneeling, but it's right by my head. So I can feel his legs shaking as I'm sucking his cock. Very erotic. And pretty quickly he comes in my mouth. <laughs> As directed. And he came a lot. And it was this very guttural noise he was making as he was coming inside of me. Once again, one of the reasons I love primal sessions because you lose yourself in them and you just allow yourself, especially when you're having an orgasm, to just make any noise that comes to you. It's just like your body, you're outside of your body. Right. That's the best way I can describe it to people who have never played primally is you no longer think of what should I be doing in this moment or, you know, oh, I have to be quiet during an orgasm or any of those things that sometimes go through people's minds when right. they're climaxing you just let go of all of that yeah no inhibitions at all at that point you're just your normal fucking like mammal self in yeah. that moment and so he's making these amazing noises coming and he's still kind of pumping into my mouth while he's coming and i swallowed all of it and then i kind of licked his cock clean and it was amazing. And so he pulls out of me very slowly. He's very sensitive afterwards. And he lays down next to me. Once again, we're just laying on his office floor right next to the desk. <laughs> Clothes strewn about. Oh, my God. And there was shit everywhere because we had also, when, we, when he was trying to fuck me over the desk, we had moved some things off. There were pens on the floor. There was a couple pieces of paper. We were fucking on top of some paper at some point. And that's the point is you just don't care in that moment. It's so right. fucking hot that you're just focused on sex. Yeah, that's the way I it's like supposed that. to be. Yeah, well, it's, it, it fulfilled the fantasy. I mean, it was an, obviously an office setting, which it was. And, you know, all of the, the stuff that you got to be normally concerned about just kind of goes out the window. Yeah, yeah. So it was really nice. I will say it was not exactly what I had pictured. If I could, if I could write in my head what this fantasy would have looked like, it would not have been necessarily fucking on the floor of his office. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, in, in, a, in a pinch, it, it'll do. Yeah. You know? Well, I think, I mean, the thing is I was picturing as I was walking in into the office, all of the different things that we could do. For example, I really wanted to ride him on his chair in the office. That was my whole thing. I wanted to like suck his cock and then get on and ride him. Well, I was not thinking because I mean, chairs have arms, right? So I can't and wheels ride you. I, can, I mean, I guess if it had tall enough arms, I could have stuck my legs through. I don't fucking your know. legs are too short for that. You would have had to have turned around like reverse cowgirl kind of thing. Sat but, on his cock. Yeah, yeah, but there's wheels and it's going to move. You got to be up against the wall. It's still awkward because the chair goes back and forth. It's not good. It it's was... like trying to fuck on a rocking chair. I don't know. <laughs> Can, have you ever done that? Yeah, it's, it's very uncomfortable. It's not. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I would think so. It's weird. But you don't think of those things until you're in the moment. No, certainly not. And, and once you start, I mean, you're not really going to stop. It just, you know, you just do whatever. You just roll. And that's yeah. what I love. I What I really, really like about Dean, period, is that he is, well, first of all, he's fun. So he can just fuck on the office floor and it's not a big deal. But the other thing is he's willing to roll with the punches. He doesn't take any of this too seriously. Well, it's not serious. It, I mean, it, it's, it's serious in the sense that there's things to be considered, you know, the consent aspect and those types of things but it's sex it's just supposed to be fun yeah you know that's all it is well it was it was a lot of fun <laughs> yeah sounds like it <laughs> yeah so i mean the room as i'm getting dressed you can picture this my clothes are everywhere i must have at some point thrown my jeans i don't know if i threw them out of the way or what but i couldn't find my jeans for a couple minutes oh that's nice i was like not a couple minutes maybe like 30 seconds but still i was like well am i gonna go home with no pants on or what's going on they were on the like other side of the office well you just lose track of what you're doing in that moment you know there was a condom stuck to like a folder one of his work folders there were pens all over the place 
Sounds like a good time. It was. It was really fun. Once again, not what I was expecting from the office fantasy, but I will still say fantasy fulfilled. It was still so fucking odd. Sounds like it. I would say it was. That was a success. It was. So is there still that, when you first met him, you guys had that first interaction uh, when you met him at the coffee shop. You said you were instantly attracted to him, this kind of like... You know, you guys, you knew there was a spark. Is that still a thing? A hundred percent. Yep. The second that I see him, I want to jump his bones. And I don't feel that very often. It's pretty right. rare for me to feel that. Right. And and it's the fact that it's ongoing, this is now, what, the third or the fourth time I played with Third, him? I think. Third. So the fact that we can meet in a vanilla setting, having coffee, and I feel that. And then we can have basically a vanilla sex session, and I can feel that. And then right. we have a true BDSM session, and I can feel that. And now a much more primal fantasy fulfillment session, and I feel that. It just tells me that he and I have that. We have whatever that thing is where you just fucking want each other. Right. No, it's it. Uh, there's obviously a connection. He clearly feels the same way. I'm assuming was so. There was conversation about seeing him again. I guess right. A hundred percent. In fact, we have talked about future fantasy fulfillment. And one of the things that we're both really into that I've done a little bit of, and he's done quite a bit of, is public play. So yeah, we yeah. I mean, you sucked my cock at a coffee shop full of people. That was fun. So <laughs> is that something he's he's into for? He wants to do. Well, I mean, not the sucking the cock in the coffee shop type of thing, because right. that's a that's a little extreme. It was looking extreme. back on that. I'm like, Jesus, we were that was really fucking naughty. Yeah, and it was also like two o'clock in the afternoon. No, I think it was later than that. No, because they were getting ready to start open mic night, remember? So maybe four. Yeah, it was like four or five, but yeah. still. But yeah, there was like 50 people in this little coffee shop. It was it was sketchy and pretty bold considering yeah. what was happening. But yeah, that was a lot of fun. So I sure. don't necessarily want to do that because I don't want to get arrested. Yeah. I would say more semi-public play. Or the other thing I've really been thinking a lot about lately that just has me so turned on is the idea of like hidden kink. So you and I, for example, if I wear a butt plug out and we'll talk about it while we're out, but nobody yeah. else knows I'm wearing a butt plug or the time that you used the Wii Vibe on me when we were at the restaurant and you had the controller and yeah. we're using it and I was buzzing against the chair, but for the most part, nobody could could know that was going on. Right. Those types of things really turn me on. So like one of the things I talked to him about was the idea of seeing how long I could keep nipple clamps on for. Oh, while you're out? Yeah. So like, for example, if he and I went out for a drink, he would instruct me to go into the restroom and put on the nipple clamps and see how long I could keep them on. And I would get rewarded or punished based on how long I could keep them on. So that's that would be new for us. We haven't done that, the nipple clamp thing yet. Yeah. That would be fun. I think so. We did the vibrating butt plug. We've done that. And of course, like you said, the Wii Vibe. I don't would... think I've worn the vibrating butt plug out. We should really do that. I, I think I it's we just, did. No, I think it's just been, it's been the vibrator inside the egg. Right. Or a butt plug, but not the vibrating butt plug. Oh, we should t- you should totally do that. Well, I think you and I should do that too. Yeah, but <laughs> I think it's sitting right here somewhere. <laughs> it's in our studio somewhere, yeah, yeah 100%. We, should to- we gotta charge that. But we should I- totally do that. <laughs> I'm really turned on by that idea. The idea of nobody else knows, but he and I know. And yeah. we can look at each other and have that eroticism, that erotic energy going back and forth in a public setting. That's well, hot. you've already, you had the, the car thing. You blew the guy in the car and then he went down on you in the car, which was very cool when I was out of town. Yeah. Very sexy. So that's obviously something you could potentially play with with him after having done 
you know, kind of the public vibrator thing. That would be cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's an idea, too. So there's a lot of different directions we could go in. But I think the thing that I like most about Dean is he's just so open to shit. You know, he anything that I throw out there, it's very similar to you and I. If I throw something out there to him, he's like, oh, that's hot. Let's do it. And there's no weirdness about it or questioning of it. It's just fun and easy. Yeah, which is obviously part of the reason you were so upset about this interaction with this single guy asshole the other night was you met that guy for a drink just a couple of hours after you had this interaction with Dean. Such a stark contrast. Oh, my gosh. Night and day. You know, which is really just it's just off putting, you know. Yeah, it is. But I think, you know, the fact that Dean has the situation with Dean has gone so well, it shows me that I I have the capability to do this on my own because I've been doing a lot of the vetting on my own. I've been doing the meeting on my own. Very different to the first, I don't know, year and a half that we were in the hot wife lifestyle. It was a lot of you vetting people, you meeting them with me, you kind of doing a lot of the negotiation on my behalf. Now I'm doing all of that. And Honestly, there have been some train wrecks and there's been some learning lessons, but Dean is like the beacon of hope that stands out there that I know what the fuck I'm doing because he's amazing. Well, yeah. I mean, you think about when we would meet a guy together, for example, a lot of time, most of the time, all the time, I would be directing that conversation. It would really just be me and him. And you were, you know, you were part of it, obviously, but not the focus. Right. So you, you were really like meeting them for the first time, like the first time you guys got together without me. You know, it was almost like an interview process that you were witnessing, basically. Right. And now that you're doing all of that, it's different. You know, you look at, you think about this guy you just met, this single guy that you had a terrible interaction with. That could have been a really bad situation had I been there, depending on how he behaved. If he behaved the same way. I don't think he would have. I don't think he would have behaved the exact same way. Probably not. First of all, we would not have met where he where you met him. That's number one. So it would have been a different environment. But yeah, he may not have behaved that way, but that would have been just terrible. You know, so it's probably for the best that I wasn't there for that. And then you, you look at this uh, situation with Dean, you met him and it worked out great. So it's really just finding your sea legs with it and, and figuring out what works. Yeah, and also being understanding of the fact that even if I do everything on my end that I possibly can do to make it a good situation, you're still rolling the dice when you meet someone new. For sure. You just did. Yeah, 100%. And sometimes it goes well and sometimes it doesn't, but I'm really trying to be optimistic about it because of guys like Dean, because of how simple and easy everything is. I will also say one of the things that we've been talking about and one of the reasons I really like hanging out with Dean is because there's zero emotion tied up in this whatsoever. I don't have feelings for him. This is not a situation where we're going to consistently go out to dinner together He's going to take me on dates. We may have sexy dates, like what I just discussed with the the semi-public kink play. But this is not a situation where I'm dating this guy. It is literally just about the fun. I get to walk into his office and fuck him for an hour and then leave. And the rest of our communication is, you know, fairly friendly, but it's not, there's nothing romantic about it. And I like that. Well, we talked about this. We don't, we, part of the conversation we've had when we discussed seeing these different people that we're seeing, like I've been seeing this gal now that lives out of town a few, no, three times, I guess at this point, I was going to see her again yesterday. And we talked about, do we need to meet our respective playmates essentially? And the answer to that at this point is no, because these are not long-term relationships or poly situations, you know, we're going to be leaving the our town probably around the first of the year. So there's no long-term commitments going on here. If there was a situation where potentially we were going to see someone on a dating relationship basis, then I think we'd probably need to meet each other's respective partners. But at this point, I just don't think it's necessary. No, I think you know? it would, 
I kind of think it would complicate things a little bit and not to say that I don't want you to meet Dean if you don't if you want to meet him I want you to meet him but I also like the idea that there is some separation there because it makes it just feel very simple to me does that make sense yeah it's also yeah it definitely does it's we don't want to overcomplicate it like you know the gal that I'm seeing there's no reason necessarily to at this point I don't think for me to meet Dean I think would be interesting because we grew up 30 minutes apart from each other we're the same age basically there would probably be some similarities might be a fun conversation conversation, but I think that would add not a complication, but a a different dynamic to the relationship. And I wouldn't want that to hinder what you've already got going on. So, you know, there's just no real reason for it, I don't think, at this point. You know, you haven't met the person I'm dating. I'm going to see someone next week for the second time, meet him for coffee again. You have not met him either. I just don't think there's necessarily a reason to do that at this point. No. no, we're not not at that not at that place. No, and I think we're also we are confident and content enough in our relationship where we trust each other enough, I guess I should say, to not need to do that. Well, it's not even a question. It's not that kind of trust for me. It's a judgment thing. You know, I trust your judgment that this is a decent guy, and you know, like going to his home is safe, and you know, all those things. Sure. You know, this is a situation. I don't know where he lives. You didn't. I didn't. I don't have that information. I didn't have that information. Right. So you know, I was confident that you were you had done your due diligence and that you were comfortable with it so if you're comfortable i'm comfortable yeah well i mean i've hung out with him a number of times at this point he's not a stranger no no absolutely not and while of course i'm not super concerned about the gal i'm seeing being a you know serial killer (laughs) she's um, not gonna chop you up into a million pieces (laughs) i don't think so she seems very sweet that's good Uh, you haven't (laughs) necessarily met her people that seem the sweetest and nicest tend to be the the crazy ones just throwing it out there (laughs) yeah apparently uh but she lives an hour away you know you haven't been to her place obviously or any of that so i i you know it's just it's an evolution i think more than anything you know and if there were red flags neither you or i would be involved in these situations right right you know it just wouldn't happen yeah so that was my uh, naughty fantasy fulfillment my office fantasy and i fucking love i love doing something new like that that i haven't done before i'm so fueled by it i've been so horny pants well it it, it makes everything more exciting right like our reclamation now we should say without going into too much detail you had the opportunity to play with clint yesterday for the first time in a very long time yeah we had lunch Hence with the, him the horse uh, throat this morning yes <laughs> we had lunch with him about a week ago and then you guys made some plans to meet he's finally you know his schedule's gotten a little bit more normal and so you guys played yesterday for the first time. It's been a, been a hot second. A long time. And so you have that familiarity with him. It was super fucking hot. And yeah, I mean, I just think it's, you know, we're at a different place now. We don't have to worry about all these little hangups. Yeah. I think we just get to focus on the fun right now. And yeah. I think that's a really fun awesome place for us to be. I think it's a place that a lot of people, even in non-monogamous relationships, work to get towards over a very long period of time. Yeah, we've managed to do it pretty quickly, we uh, have. which is pretty exciting. I'm and, proud of us. And being able to do different things without, you know, just coming to each other with, hey, I think I'm going to try this or I'm going to go out with this person. And I just think it's a, it's a refreshing way to live for sure. Well, the difference is we tell each other everything without fear of the results of said communication. Like I never come to you and say something afraid of what your response is going to be ever well and like this morning you told me that i had a message on one of our profile one of my profiles i was like well respond to her based on what she wrote you know so i mean i think it's i think it's interesting a lot of people probably don't i don't know maybe they don't do that for their each you know their significant others but you know i, I was bet doing more something. people in the lifestyle do than you think maybe i just thought it would be interesting i mean also this is a gal who reached out and what better way to respond to her than have 
my significant other respond as you would want to be responded to. Yeah. Right? I well, just, except I talk like a woman. <laughs> yeah. Hey, but, lovely lady. That's what I had written out at first. I'm like, well, no, that's not something Brian would say. <laughs> well, but still, I mean, I think it's, I think that's kind of cool. You know, the, the guy that I'm having coffee with, you initially reached out to him on my behalf. Right. So, you know, I mean, I, I, I get that all the time. Like, so your, your wife does your profiles? I'm like, yeah, normally it's her. I, <laughs> you know, I get on there once in a while. She usually figures all that out for me. Yeah. So I like that. You know, me too. We, don't, we don't have there's you know no reason to to be concerned about anything and that's that's a really nice place to be. Fuck yeah, feels good. There's yeah. no weight. There's no weird weight hanging over us. No. Very no. good feeling. No no time for that. So anyway, next week I'm fairly certain will be uh, Clint's triumphant return to the podcast after yeah. a long hiatus, which I'm very excited to talk about. It sounded because... like fun. I could hear the rafters. <laughs> it was. Fucking naughty is what it was. Yeah, I think sure we were was. both unleashing a lot of sexual shit with one another. That's what it felt like. A long yeah. time coming, Just I Just releasing say. the demons. Yeah, I mean, he's been, obviously, he has a, a relationship uh, that he has been involved with. But it's different when you get, you know, reconnected with someone that you haven't been with in a while. And when you have a really strong connection with that person. Yeah. You know, there's that really, that, that familiarity, yeah. you know, which has got to be just insane. Well, so. you're going to hear all about it next week, so stay tuned for yeah. all of that shit. Yeah, you were worked up. We had crazy reclamation sex oh last night. Oh my god, it was so fucking hot. Talk about sweating. Yeah, that we was We were legit. sweating all over the, each other and saying the most naughty shit I think we've ever said to each other ever. Yeah, it was so fucking hot. Oh. Well, I didn't hear the details of the thing with Dean until today. I only heard very little of what happened yesterday with Clint, and when I say heard, I heard the squeaking of the, you know, the bed and all that stuff and then some moaning and, you know, but I was dealing with the Halloween shit. So I didn't get a really good idea of what was happening. And so, yeah, I mean, I was just all worked up in my head and, you know, hence the reclamation sex was super fucking off the chart. Ooh, I'm bruised this morning yeah, and it's it, hot. I it like was it. super sexy. So more of the naughtiness to come next week. In the meantime, if you want to hear 70 bonus episodes of Front Porch Swingers, including the most up-to-date information of what we've got going on personally, sexually, and everything in between, those bonus episodes are available exclusively for members of our Patreon community. You can head on over to patreon.com slash frontporchswingers and find out all of the information on our different tiers. It's a great way to sponsor the show. We really appreciate the support, and it, it really is because of our Patreon members that we are doing all of the things that we are doing, all of the awesome content creation and getting on the road all of that is because of the support that we receive from our patreon community uh, you also have access to our telegram group with over a hundred people chatting about all sorts of awesome supportive positive cool things and access to naughty snapchat so patreon.com slash front porch swingers and our newest patreon members this week are kyle ellen kevmeister jonathan and venus and mars so thank you guys so much for jumping on board we sincerely appreciate it yes we do and telegram is the coolest place to be if you're not if you're a patron and you're not on our telegram you need to be it's a lot of fun super awesome sexy halloween costumes that we saw yesterday whole bunch of naughty stuff yeah i think it's also just the most supportive place 100 percent. you just get to be yourself and ask questions and respond to other people and it's just it's supportive and warm and cozy yeah. it's this cozy little safe space in the lifestyle yeah, it can be really naughty it could be really supportive it's funny it's just a very cool place to be we've got like 97 or 98 people on no there. we have over 100 do we now 
Mm -hmm. Is it this morning? That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's great. For sure. So we also, guys, have a naughty OnlyFans. I don't know why I prefaced OnlyFans with naughty. I guess there's some not naughty stuff on OnlyFans. But I'm on OnlyFans. And yes, I am a slut and proud of it. And you're going to see the sluttiness. Yes, you are. On OnlyFans. So OnlyFans.com slash front porch swingers. I have been posting every lingerie picture you could possibly imagine. We do oral sessions on there. Yes, we do. All sorts of fun shit. So another way to uh, sponsor the show, basically, and also get some really fun naughty content yeah i enjoy only fans it's a good place to be especially when you ask me to participate i know you like that i do <laughs> also guys make sure you're following us on social media we're on twitter at fp swingers and instagram at fp swingers 2 we are on youtube our channel is called front porch swingers we are going to be doing vlogs on there from the road very shortly and i think those are going to be a whole lot of fun so you'll want to make sure that you're subscribed over there once again if you're on alt playground make sure you come find us in our community called front porch swingers and if you haven't left us a review on apple Podcasts yet and you're listening there we would love the support it really truly helps us just a couple minutes of your time means the world to us so we hope you'll consider writing us a review there and i think that's what we have for you guys this week anything else from you brian nope i don't think so lots going on we got some sexy dates lined up and a lot of new information for what we'll be doing at the beginning of the year and we'll keep you all posted hell yeah and as always thank you so much for listening thanks everybody